0: Hello and welcome in to another edition of the IdahoSports.com PrepCast presented by Steve's hometown Toyota. I'm your host, Brandon Bainey. Coming up on today's edition of the PrepCast, we're going to take a break from talking to uh, coaches and players. We're going strictly media guys today. That's right, Mark Nelke from the Coeur d'Alene Press, daily newspaper up north, as well as Paul Kingsbury, the owner and managing editor here at IdahoSports.com. Before we get to the interviews, though, a couple of things I want to Keep you aware of on our website, IdahoSports.com. The uh, 2021 State Baseball Tournament brackets have officially been unveiled. Now, we don't know who the teams will be yet. We still have regular season play and, of course, district tournament action. But you can at least take a look at the bracket and the layout and where each seed goes. You know, first place team from this district will play second place team from this district. And so uh, if you're following baseball closely, you can kind of in your head, Start to fill in the bracket mentally. Uh, So those are available on our website, idahosports.com. And for a good point of reference as well, teams that are contending, check out our uh, latest edition of the uh, Baseball Coaches Poll. Every week, idahosports.com gets in contact with all of the baseball and softball coaches around the state, and they vote – on who they think the top five teams in the state are and then we publish those every week so the latest editions of the coaches softball and baseball polls also at our website idahosports.com and that'll give you an idea of kind of who the top teams in contention are i will say for baseball the teams at the top haven't really changed in a couple of weeks you know rocky mountain and the 5a ranks Twin Falls in the 4A classification, Marsh Valley in 3A, Nampa Christian still the top team in 2A, and North Star Charter the number one team in the 1A classification. Those top teams, top ranked teams, haven't really changed much in the last couple of weeks where we've seen the uh, ins and outs and, and the changes in the polls have really been at the bottom, those fourth and fifth place teams in the coaches' polls. So again, that's all at our website, idahosports.com. When you go to our homepage, you'll also see uh, we're looking to uh, expand the team here at idahosports.com. That's right. We're looking for salespeople uh, because, honestly, everything that we do at idahosports.com, it's like any business, right? It's all direct- driven by advertising revenue. And we're trying to beef up our sales force a little bit. So this is perfect if you are, a, uh, for example, a parent who works from home. This would be a great part-time gig to have on the side, you know, when you've got some downtime, make a couple of sales calls. Maybe you're looking to get into the sales profession full-time. This is a great way to start. Um, so if you or anyone you know would be perfect for this job, You can email either myself, Brandon, at IdahoSports.com, or Editor at IdahoSports.com, and you can check out um, the job posting, again, at our webpage, IdahoSports.com. All right, enough of the boring admin-type stuff. Let's get into the interviews. Mark Nelke up first from the Coeur d'Alene Press here on the IdahoSports.com PrepCast joined now on the IdahoSports.com PrepCast by Mark Nelke, columnist at the Coeur press daily newspaper up in Coeur d'Alene. Uh Mark, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Good, Brandon. How are you?
1: Thanks for you, having me.
0: Of course. Of course. Now I heard a rumor. We're recording this on Thursday, April 22nd. Uh, Paul Kingsbury, my boss and your friend may have told me that it's your birthday today. Is that true?
1: It's it is it is my birthday, and I'm taking some flack at work because it's also Earth Day, and I guess Earth Day came along a little later than I was born, so they're kidding me that I'm older than Earth. So
0: (laughs) that's uh wow, that's that's a good joke, (laughs) and I'm I'm really glad that you decided to take a portion of your birthday to spend it with me.
1: Oh no problem, glad to do it.
0: So you've been busy up there in the uh, Coeur d'Alene, North Idaho area. Last week was the North Idaho sports banquet where you hand out, uh, not you personally, but uh, uh, yearly awards are handed out to to some of the top high school competitors as well as um, some Hall of Famers. For for those that aren't familiar with the banquet, kind of just give us a brief summary of what happens.
1: Yeah, basically what they do on, it's a kind of a two night thing on Friday nights, they honor the Hall of Famers. And this year there were four and that's kind of their night to get up and give pretty good, you know, speeches and stuff like that. And then they're, they're introduced on Saturday and they talk a little bit, but mostly the Saturday banquet is mostly for the high school awards and, and in every other year they do college awards but but because of covid and the the season's all messed up they just didn't do college awards this year but one one cool thing that they added was the the haganon on character awards and so a person or two from each school that that showed you know outstanding character got an award too so i thought that was really nice
0: and if you want to see everybody that uh, won awards you can go to uh cdapress.com and check it all out there. But what stood out? Are, are there a couple of highlights from, from some of the award winners, Mark?
1: Um, I mean, it's pretty much a basic the, the, and they give out the awards. And the, the, the key thing is the guest speaker, Jerry Kramer came up and, and he gave a nice talk and a lot of the kids got to meet him and take pictures with him and stuff like that. So that, that was probably the highlight for a lot of the people. Plus obviously, the the high school award winners. And that's, that's something the, the committee added, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, they have individual award winners in each high school sport. And so it's not just, I mean, they have the main ones team of the year and coach of the year and stuff like that. But then they added a um, individual sport awards. And some of them are split up into five, a, four, a, and three, a through one a. And so that's just more kids, that get honored. And so that that was a really cool thing that the committee has done.
0: Yeah. I like how they've expanded the parameters a little bit for some of those awards. So you mentioned Jerry Kramer, uh, NFL Hall of Famer, great offensive lineman for those Green Bay Packers teams in the, in the sixties. And uh, with uh, head coach Vince Lombardi, I'm a Green Bay Packers diehard. So I am insanely jealous that you got to spend (laughs) some quality time with Jerry Kramer this past weekend. What was that like?
1: That's cool. I've I've talked to him a few times, and and, and he's still, you know, at eighty five years old, he still like tells a great story. He he he's seen a lot and done a lot, and and he's he's still really entertaining. And I know that you know his speech was you know, a lot of people like that and stuff like that. And I've inter- I've interviewed him as far back as the '80s when I was um, at the Daily Bee in Sandpoint. And I remember one time I went out. Um, he was up visiting his mom who lives in, who lived in Sandpoint. Um, and she happened to be, uh, or he happened to be out at the Sandpoint Elks golf course playing golf. And somebody called and said, Hey, Jerry Kramer's out here. Come take a picture. And so, you know, as a small paper, you grab your camera, run out there and take pictures of him. And I caught up to him. and followed him around for a few holes, taking pictures. And we chatted about football and, <coughs> and, um, and he, um, <laughs> So I got active wiener dogs here. So, um, so he, um, we were talking about football and he said, and we've got, and I said something about skill position players and, you know, he's an offensive guard and skill position players are quarterbacks and receivers and stuff like that. And he, um, he gave me a look, you know, like skill position, like, <laughs> like it doesn't take skill to block Leo Namalini or Merlin Olson or, or Alex Karras and stuff like that, and so I've never, you know, I, I don't ever use that that phrase bef- anymore. And when people bring it up, I kind of, I kind of think of Jerry Kramer, you know, skill position players. <laughs>
0: hmm, that's yeah, it's a good tidbit. As, <laughs> as a broadcaster, I'm going to strive to not use that term either. Yeah, I didn't think of it, but there is a lot of skill involved in offensive line play. Now, uh, your column—it's called the Front Row. It's in the lane Press. You had a great article about your conversation you had with jerry kramer uh not you know there was some good football stuff in there but what really drew me in was there was an interesting track and field story that he told as well in that column
1: yeah i was back when he was at at sandpoint high and he was a senior and he and his first he was the had the top mark in the state in the shot put and his first throw at state he you know they announced his name over the loudspeaker and he he, like he said he he choked he tightened up he he threw the shot put like thirty feet which is like you know half as far as he normally could throw it and so you know he admitted he joked and and somehow and it was such a odd throw that the people that marked it you know they didn't even mark it they didn't even see they kind of saw it land short of where all the other shot puts land and and they didn't even bother to mark it and somebody said. Hey, you got to mark this thing. You know, it doesn't matter if it's short or not. You got to count it. It's one of his throws. And then then they went up to look at the marks and there were some other some other indentations. And, you know, they were saying, well, I I don't know. I don't know which indentation is his. And so then they got together and said, well, you know, we can't mark this. We can't we got to give him another throw. So he basically got an extra throw. And through the next one, I think it's at 5110 or something like that it was a state record and ended up winning the, you know, winning the meet just because, and he, he couldn't figure out how he went from 30, 30, feet to 51 feet, you know, just the power of positive thinking and whatever, whatever got into him. So.
0: <laughs> you know yeah. what it was he he had that first throw that was short and then he just gave him that intimidating glare right and, uh, <laughs> sure thing, uh, we'll, we'll give you another throw
1: <laughs> i'm trying to imagine what he was like in high school i mean here's a guy here's a guy in the hall of fame and stuff like that and and he, he was something else in high school too so <laughs> yeah. As, Sorry, my meaner dogs want to be part of this podcast too. So Yeah, no,
0: hey, that's that's fine. <laughs> this, this is the new normal now that everybody, you know, most of us are at home. We have home offices that are double as uh, other rooms in the house. So, yeah, as a tr- as a track thrower myself, I grew up in Montana. I can empathize. They have the javelin in Montana. And I was at a track meet once, and it was really windy. And I uncorked a throw, and it went straight up in the air and, like, straight back down. It went, like, 60 feet. <laughs> So the guy measuring, I've been, yeah.
1: I've been to track meets like, like in the discus where you're up to the right and you're taking pictures and you think you're safe and they let go a little bit early. And I didn't want to fly over my head once. And it was like, <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. So, so what's been going on uh, up in your neck of the woods in spring sports? There's been a lot of good uh, individual performances, but some really strong teams uh, that are in contention as well.
1: Well, the big news is we have spring sports. This time last year we were, you know, we were I think this time last year might have been a, about a year ago this time is when they officially canceled the state tournaments, but you know, up until then we were wondering if we were going to have state tournament or state any or spring sports anything, and then we didn't end up with anything. So, yeah, it's it's nice to be back to normal and stuff like that and and we're off to some you know, it's it's nice. The weather's been nice, and people've been playing. You know, at baseball and softball outside since the middle of March, which n- never happened. You know, seldom happens most years, but you know this this year they've been out. So it's almost like someone was looking out for them and said, "Hey, you got your spring sports back. We're going to give you you know a full season of good weather to play in."
0: Yeah, I was up in your neck of the woods a couple of weeks back for the All-Star, uh, All-State Star, All All-Star basketball games in Post Falls, and talking to Mike McLean, the boys' basketball coach at Post Falls, he said this might be the nicest spring, or or definitely top three, nicest springs weather-wise that he's had up there. It sounds like the weather has been absolutely beautiful.
1: Yeah, I mean, beautiful here is compa- you know, compared to, you know, a lot of times March is we still got a lot of snow on the ground and, and sometimes, you know, up in Sandpoint sometimes they don't usually get on their field sometimes until April. And so because of the weather and everybody's been out since basically he's been the start of practice. So it's, we've been blessed.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about it. it's. It's nice to have the teams back and competing in the, in the spring Another wrinkle to that is now that Washington, the the high schools in Washington State are having their spring sports go as well. We're starting to see some of those cross state matchups again. I know Lake City softball played Moses Lake last night. Uh, how nice is it to kind of rekindle
1: some of those rivalries
0: with those Washington schools? We didn't get to do that in football or basketball this
1: year, right? And that they that was nice. That's that kind of a rarity. That's not that isn't. I think that might be one of the few ones, the few cross state. Matchups and stuff like that because Washington, like Lake City, had to go to Moses Lake. They couldn't travel to Idaho because of their whatever their protocols are over there. And I don't think there's a whole lot, or it, it maybe even of any of um, cross state stuff going on. So that was they were looking forward to that because you you look at everybody's schedule, they're playing the same teams and all their games are league games and they got to play them, you know, three or two or three or four times. And after a while, you kind of, you know, you kind of want to play other, play other teams. So, but it's better than not playing. So.
0: Yes. And so you mentioned the, having to play the same teams all the time. I know that was something the inland empire league did this year for those five, a four, a schools where they combined them into one league and said, yeah, you're going to play everybody. Um, and, a lot of times you're going to play them twice is there a repetition factor is there is there a fatigue because you're only playing that small handful of schools
1: yeah i think so i mean i mean you know knock on wood that they'll still continue to play each other because i know in in boys basketball that you know because of i think there was covid problems they weren't all able to play each other so they had to split back into separate leagues and stuff like that but yeah i mean you, you can only play each other so much before you kind of get you know kind of get a little bit tired of it and and some of the teams were able to go down to, to the boise area and play in some baseball and softball tournaments too so at least they they were able to play um some other teams but a lot of the other teams are just playing basically strictly league schedules so
0: yeah, I know. Uh, with Lakeland, their boys basketball team, their record was deceptive because they had to play all those five A schools so many times, and uh, they were a much better team than their record indicated. So, uh, cda.press.com—that's where uh, I go every morning to check on what's going on up north and in, in the sports landscape. And I saw you had a column this morning talking about uh, the news that came off of Capitol Hill in Boise for the state legislature last week, this uh, proposal from a couple of senators or a couple of members of uh, the legislature that want to basically form a committee and um, no decision can be made in regards to the IHSAA or its member schools without that three person committee first ruling. What are your, what are your thoughts on this idea?
1: Well, the, the initial thought is they're, you know, they're politicians and they're, they mean well and stuff like that, but I don't know what they how, how connected they are to high school sports and stuff like that. And I think we got a pretty good body on you know, the IHSAA, you know, and, you know, obviously they need, they, they need watchdogs and stuff. And I think there's enough watchdogs in the media out there and just in general, people watching what they're doing to make sure they're keeping the best interests of kids. But that, I mean, that's what they're trying to do is, is do what's best for the kids. I know people didn't, you know, some people didn't like the fact they canceled the, you know, the spring sports season last year, you know, and as it turned out, I mean, I mean, how do you know? There's no, there's, there, there's no template in the, in the, in the bylaws that say how to handle a, a COVID pandemic. So you're kind of, you're, you're kind of flying, you know, doing stuff on the fly. So I, 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 but I, I think their system is, you know, generally is pretty good they they're people kind of complain that maybe they're a little slow to react to things and change things it's kind of like this is the way we've done it but there's they've always told me that they're kind of there to serve the membership and if the membership has a better idea then bring it to us and we'll we'll talk about it and and they have lately with you know you've seen how they've changed the the bracketing for for basketball and football a little bit so it's not just you know, district champ versus district runner up from somewhere else and stuff like that, they're actually going to, you know, for most of the sports rank them, you know, so you get, the, you know, the top seed against the eighth seed instead of, you, you could, you know, sometimes like in 3A girls, Timberlake and Sugar Salem would meet in the first round, they're the two best teams in the state and that was your state title game. So, So, you know, as long as people want to, you know, bring change to them It sounds like they're willing to listen. They brought the three fine, finally the three referees, you know, having three referees at state instead of two that, t- that took a long time, but they finally got it in and who knows about the shot clock, you know, if enough people push for that. <laughs> I mean, I know there's an issue with them and they're, they don't want to lose their vote on the national federation and that and they would, they would lose that if they gave up the, you know, if they added a shot clock, because that's not an NF- NFHS rule, so you have to decide whether that's <laughs> whether that's worth trading in your vote for something that most sounds like most coaches and fans want.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, hot button issues right now. A- another big one is in terms of state tournament layouts, representation versus getting the best teams into the field. I think it's important that every district has that representative. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, up North where you are, there are a lot of small districts and, and even some like two team districts up where you're at.
1: <laughs> yeah. Obviously sometimes they benefited. I, I, um, we have a couple three team districts that get, that get their one team to state. And I think I saw something about the 2022 basketball where they don't, where the district champs up here have to play. they get a half a berth. So they do have to play Basically, play somebody else from another district to get in, and like in three A in the Intermountain League, sometimes in their four team league, they would get two in, which is you know that's pretty good to get half your league in. So, I I don't know. I don't. I think you have to have a certain amount from each district. It's I don't I don't know how you kind of judge, you know, specifically. Who who are the best eight teams without maybe using using a max preps ranking or some other ranking? Because especially when people don't play anybody or play play everybody else in the state. So
0: yeah, it's everything's so spread out. There's no perfect. Mark Nelke from the Coeur d'Alene Press. Thank you so much for joining us here on the IdahoSports.com Prepcast. We'd love to check back in maybe in a couple months, and we can dive deeper into some of the like the shot clock issue. <laughs> that'd be that'd be fun.
1: All right, love to Brandon. Thanks for having me.
0: Big thanks to Mark Nelke from the Coeur d'Alene Press and uh, Mark's dog as well that <laughs> made a couple of cameo appearances during that interview. I gotta say, I am so jealous. I am a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. In fact, right now I'm reading. Um, Vince Lombardi's uh, book, Run to Daylight, And, uh, yeah, it talks about Jerry Kramer in there, obviously. I mean, how cool is that? To get some one-on-one time with an NFL Hall of Famer and uh, just an an Idaho Sports Hall of Famer as well. Yeah, Jerry Kramer there. Uh, So at the very end of our conversation with Mark Nelke, we kind of got his opinion on this legislation that really would seek to um, undo a lot of the power that the IHSAA has in in regulating appeals and complaints and things like that. We are going to further that conversation conversation now with Paul Kingsbury, owner and uh, managing editor at idahosports.com. It's the idahosports.com prep cast and look, emerging from the shadows, it's the it's the big boss, the honcho, Paul Kingsbury. I'm been hanging out
2: in Biden's basement with him. <laughs> it's been
0: fun. You're uh, you're kind of uh, our shadow leader here of this organization, idahosports.com. So thanks for uh, emerging into the light and joining us for what's going to be a pretty important topic. We appreciate it.
2: It is an important topic. It's, uh, you know, there's been a lot of important topics recently. And, uh, you know, I, re- I remember, you know, I've been involved in these things for almost 25 years. And and there's been, geez, stretches of five, 10 years of just clear sailing and and everything's fine. And boy, over the last 10 years or so, there's there's always one thing after another. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. And it is a very important conversation to have.
0: Yeah, occasionally, you know, sports and politics usually kind of operate independent of one another. But occasionally, you know, to steal a term from Ghostbusters, the streams cross. And then, you know, we, ha- we have to talk about these things. So, so last week um, in the state legislature in Boise, a uh, proposal was put forward in the House that could have a significant impact on how the IHSAA Operates uh, just for those that kind of viewed it from a distance. Paul, kind of give us just the general info on on what went
2: down. That All stage. right, we'll we'll delve into it a little bit, but the general uh, gist of it is uh, the legislature wants a three person oversight board, uh, kind of an appeals board, where anyone, um, parent, uh, coach, administrator, anybody can appeal any any decision or rule that the IHSA makes. Um, and then that that three-person review board is made up of uh, a representative, uh, a senator, and then a member of the IHSAA board, which effectively gives them a two-to-one advantage over, over anything that, uh, that someone doesn't like.
0: And this all kind of came about because there were people and and obviously legislators that were not satisfied with the way the IHSAA has handled a couple of things this year, particularly uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of that might be misinformed though, but, but overall, it just seems like there's a general kind of dissatisfaction with how things have gone. Right.
2: Well, there is. And, and I think there's a general dissatisfaction worldwide with how things have, have gone. And, and we're just kind of looking at it from a local level. And, you know, one thing during your interview with Mark Nelke, if people have watched that, you know, he mentioned there's not really a handbook for this. And so you can't really point to page six, subchapter, you know, six B of the handbook of how to, um, you know how to handle a, a pandemic during a school year, and say you did it wrong. Um, you know hindsight's always twenty twenty, and and when you're in the middle of things, you know going back and Monday morning quarterbacking things. Well, it could have been done this way. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know there's a lot of things that could be done differently, all over the place. And you know, and 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 to go back and do that now and have long term changes for something like this, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch and see how it unfolds.
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of the pandemic, you can't even have a blanket way for Idaho to cover it as a state right. because what happens in Boise is totally different from what happens in Firth, right? A big city versus a very small rural area. So so there's not even a handbook in terms of, okay, this is what the state of Idaho is doing. And that's really what the IHSAA did. They left it up to each individual county or school district to kind of right. determine the best policy for them.
2: Right. And, and you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, I've been very careful and, and over the last few years to to, to not really discuss things and, and and you know it's been enough time and and I you know have a great relationship with the IHSAA and and but you know people that, that are in the know know that you know there's there's there was there were some bumps in the road along the way. So it's not like you know I'm I'm constantly carrying uh, you know the water or or raising the banner uh, for for the IHSA but it's a great institution. They do a good job they're they're good people that are trying their best does it happen all the time no but, but you can say that for every single group of of anybody on on the planet and you know sometimes when you're trying to make decisions um that's what happens and it, it, to go what you just mentioned you're right during that the state tournaments the locations you know kind of set those numbers but, however, you know, on the flip side, a lot of people said, "Well, fine, move locations. You know, go to Eastern Idaho where it's a little more opened up, where 40% is is here." Well, you also have to realize that that 40% with social distancing was on top of that, and and so there was there were things that left out, not mentioned, um, that it still wouldn't have been perfect. Um, you also think about what the IHSA does, and and the IHSA is there to represent their membership, which is the member schools, and. And having, and and a last minute thing where, you know, schools already have hotel rooms. and Anyway, you can look back and you can can argue points back and forth and you're both probably going to be right, Um, honestly. I mean, I could, you know, flip and debate the other side and say, yeah, it wouldn't have been that hard to move a state tournament, you know, last minute. They did it to cross country last year. Okay, great. Um, It's possible. You can argue both sides, but at the end of the day, a decision had to be made. And the easiest decision was, you know what, it's already in place. We have, you know, there, there's workers. Uh, it's already there. Let's just get through this year and move on. And, and I think they didn't get enough credit for the work that they did do. I mean, it's not like they have a staff of 30 people running this. I mean, it's a very limited staff. They're trying to get this all done, plus all the workers, volunteers, everybody, all the logistics of, of what happens with a state tournament. It's not an easy task, and it's not one that you can just, you know, uh, flip on a dime and, and change. So I see both sides. I do. Um, I just think that maybe the IHSA got dumped on a little more than they should have um, for some things that were, were out of their control.
0: Yeah. So I have to say this this proposal that came forth from a couple of legislators, it's I use the analogy of the road has a couple of potholes in it. Well, yeah. let's just blow up the road and build a bridge. No, that's not, that's not the way to do it. Let's, let's work on filling in those small potholes. What, what is being proposed by our legislature is basically blowing up the IHSAA as we know it and creating a whole new body that decides some right. things.
2: Right. And, and, and Brandon, this is one thing that I don't think has really been discussed anywhere. Um, And again, I, you know, hopefully this draws some clicks to your podcast. It's great, but in the beginning, I think the, I think the goal or the plan, I think the plan was to, yeah, replace the IHSA, get, or to take them over, maybe not replace them, but take them over. Um, well the problem is is that the IHSAA is a private nonprofit. They're a private entity. That would be like the, the legislature coming in and saying, Paula, we're going to take over idolsports.com because we can do a better job. The government taking over a private business. Where have we seen that before? Uh, in places that we don't like, you know, uh, Venezuela, things like that, where where it seems that, you know, full disclosure, I'm a conservative guy, uh, pretty, pretty heavy conservative. We don't like government taking over things, especially private entities, private businesses. And so these people that are you know proposing this legislation, backing it, it it really confuses me because you can't cherry pick what you do and don't like uh, in regards to that. And so with the with the intention of taking over the IHSA, well, you can't do that. And so instead, what they did is put a bill forth that says, okay, hey, the IHSA has nothing to do with this. So I, the IHSA is not really mentioned in the bill. It's, okay, as, as a legislative body, um, our schools won't be allowed to be a member of any organization that does not agree to have this three person review board. Not mentioning the IHSA, but what they're saying is any member school any school in Idaho can't be a part of an association that doesn't agree to this. Well, the IHSAA didn't agree to it. They went back and, and voted on it when the legislature offered it to them and said, Hey, will you willingly accept this three-person review board? The board of direct, you know, Ty Jones would then went back to the board of directors and said, Hey, this is what they want vote. They voted no, which was the right decision in my opinion. They didn't like it. And so they came back and put a bill forth that says, okay, uh, our schools aren't going to be allowed to be a part of any association unless they agree to have this three-person review board. Uh, strong arming, overreach. There's a few words you can, you can attach to that. but that's essentially what this bill is. And, and like you mentioned with the potholes, okay, this, this road is almost 100 years old with the IHSAA covering or you know, uh, managing high school sports in Idaho with the state tournaments, rules, transfers, those sort of things, and it's evolved over the years. Uh, and it's, it's done a great job and they know what they're doing. The processes are in place. And now because of what happened during a pandemic year during state tournaments that some people didn't like, which I agree, I, I wouldn't like it either, but you don't blow up the road when you could just fix a couple of potholes. And, and that's really, I think that was a great analogy. I think they're trying to blow up the road and push the IHSAA out. And then what, and, and then what, you just have a government entity overseeing high school sports, you know, what if that review board, what if they're not in session? Okay. Well, how does that happen? I mean, if you look at how governments run, it's not quick and speedy, it's not efficient. And so why add an extra layer of government attached to this? If you don't like what's going on, that's what doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah. So personally, you and I are in agreement. The official statement of the company Idahosports.com, is Government overreach in general, bad idea. So yeah. let's let the IHSA continue. The, the other thing people don't realize is is the IHSA is actually a fairly large group of people from all over the state. There's right. representatives for every single sport. There's representatives from every district. It's, it's a very large, encompassing uh, body that allows every voice to be heard three people that's not enough that that is too small of a committee to basically you all you need is two out of three and they can make every decision unilaterally i don't right. like that that's not enough that's not enough people
2: you know and that's one thing that mike LaLama mentioned in his article and mike did a great job of reporting on what's happening he did a, a fantastic job um incredible it was a very well written piece and then mark nelke put something out today that was a great opinion piece that uh that i 100 percent agree with um but but you're right it's 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 something that, uh, that is going to be looked at very carefully. It's going to be something that could have lasting consequences. Um, But it's also one of those things that are really out of our control. I mean, once it goes like as of right now, I don't think it's been assigned to a committee, which means it's not even close to reaching the house floor, which hopefully it stays that way. But, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: I would say if you're a sports fan and you're listening to this or watching this, write your local representative. And, and, and to me, it doesn't even matter which side of the fence you fall on, if you're in favor of it or against it. But, but contact your representative and let them know because I think sometimes it's easy for um, – the political side to lose touch with the people they're representing. And so the right. only way we can improve that is, is for all of those fans out there and parents and administrators is to contact your local representative so we can get a better picture because I I'll be honest, you know, I've seen a lot of people speak out against it. I haven't seen a ton of people speaking in favor of it, but maybe that's just yeah, what I'm what I'm seeing. I'm sure there's people out there, but
2: there, there were a few comments that came up saying, yeah, that's, that's what, uh, that's what we need. You know, they need some oversight and and sure. I mean, every organization needs oversight. I mean, but that's kind of how the IHSA is built and that's how it's supposed to be. You know, they've got the board of directors and they make the decisions, 15 board members. Now that board is made up of, and I might mess this up a little bit, but basically there's a representative voted on by, by members in each district for, District 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, Okay, North Idaho to East Idaho, there's a rep for each district. There's a rep for uh, boys' coaches, a boys' coaches rep that is voted on and selected by the boys' coaches. There's a girls' coaches rep, same thing, a superintendent's rep, a principal's rep, there's a school board rep, and then the State Board of Education appoints someone there. There's, uh, I think, a a music rep, uh, a, a debate drama rep. I mean, 15 people, very diversified, because... Also, one thing is, and in fact, it was uh, called this during, uh, in the committee reading of the bill, the Idaho High School um, Athletic Association. Well, that's not their name. They're the Activities Association. You know, it's more than just the the normal uh, contemporary sports. I mean, they do drama, speech, debate, uh, you know, those things. And, and and so it's, you know, if you're going to introduce a bill, at least call the people to, by the right name is kind of what I thought when I saw that. But but there's a process in place for this. And like Like you just mentioned, yeah, contact your rep. Well, if you don't like something that the IHSA is doing, there is a process in place and you contact your your board rep. Well, there's also the the, the board of control underneath that. So if you're a parent, great, go to your school, go to your uh, superintendent, principal, athletic, athletic director, coaches, and then it goes up to the athletic directors can contact their board rep. The boys coaches can contact their board rep. Uh, principals can contact their board rep and it goes from there. And there, there's a process that goes up the chain of command. If you don't like something, you know, like like you mentioned, I think earlier, great. The the IHSA serves their member schools. They're not here to serve the uh, chamber of commerce uh, in any given city. Where well, it's you know it's not fair that the Treasure Valley gets all that money coming in. Well, it's not the IHSA's job to make sure that hotels are filled in another part of the state. It's their job to make sure that state tournaments are run. That they are providing state tournaments and that they're done in a way that will overall in general save schools as much money as possible does that happen all the time no i mean I've, I've written articles when state volleyball is held up north and you know in Coeur d'Alene and one out of the eight teams on the bracket might be you know the, the north team could be from Orofino and yet everybody's traveling up north to Coeur to play and that doesn't make sense to me um you know if you're you know all of a sudden Malad, is traveling all the way to Coeur where Las Vegas is actually closer for them. But if we said, hey, we're gonna go play this tournament in Vegas, people would freak out, but forcing them to go there. So there's there's things that obviously I don't agree with. And, and there's things that, that I think could change, but overall, follow the process. And, and just like you said, blowing up the road, napalming this thing, going nuclear on, on, a, on an association that's been running things for, like I said, close to a hundred years. Uh, it's it's a little short-sighted in fact it's a lot short-sighted in in my opinion you're not you're not thinking past the end of your nose on this if if you support this at all
0: all i got out of that was headline kingsbury wants state tournaments moved to vegas
2: you know what <laughs> i would definitely be in favor of that my friend yes yeah, just because yeah. i like the scenery man.
0: yes paul kingsbury the uh what is your official title editor
2: i don't know boss yeah, I don't. I don't like that either. You know what? Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm a teammate. I'm on the sports.com team. That's fine with me.
0: Okay, team. Yeah. Teamster from the Idaho. I mean, team, team mascot. Basketball.
2: Don't call me a Teamster. No, no that goes against everything <laughs> I <can> believe in. <laughs>
0: Paul Kingsbury, Idaho sports. thank you. I thought this was an important topic. I know we covered it, um, on our social media, uh, our Twitter and Facebook accounts and, uh, on our website, idahosports.com. But I thought it was important too, to have a conversation. So, yeah,
2: I appreciate you really bringing this up. Uh, I probably diatribe a little bit too much and I'm not looking forward to the emails or the comments that come, but you know, if doing what we do. And I know you were, you were kind of closing it, but I'm going to say a couple more things. <laughs> sure. Um, but one thing that, that we have the advantage of, uh, me in particular, is is having been around so long. I mean, I earned these these gray hairs because I, I've, I've had a chance to see everything from every perspective. Uh, I happen to live in CUNA, but I am not a guy that, you know, I, it, everything should be in Boise because Boise is better. It's not. It's not. I mean, I love Eastern Idaho. My, I got family over there. Uh, I love it. You live over there. North Idaho, I could live there. Right? I love... Idaho. And I love the schools in Idaho. Um, I've got friends at almost every school in the state. And so that gives us a little bit of eagle eye perspective where we can kind of step back and say, okay, long term, what's best? You know, one thing that, and, and I've said this before, um, when, I, when I first started back before the turn of the century um, and in, in this whole thing, Bill Young was the ex- executive director of the IHSA. And he really took me under his wing. I was just a kid um i was probably still in my 20s so i was still in my 20s and you know just reared up and ready to go and i'd get you know fired up over stupid little things and and bill would just you know call me in and say hey you know patience and and patience is is the thing the mantra that i've i've tried to to run idaho sports with i've tried to live my life with patience you know you'll get past this you know if there's a trouble right now we'll get past it and and, and work things out and I think there's a lack of patience right now where, you know what, we're getting, we're on the other side of, of COVID. Um, whether we, you know, some people want to believe it or not, we're on the other side. And so if it keeps going the way it is, hopefully it does, we're, we're past it. And things can get back to normal next year where we're, we're past all this. Now, next year, if this passes, well, all of a sudden we implemented something uh, because of, of something we didn't like during a very unprecedented time. And as I mentioned before, that's that's the definition of being short-sighted and, and just not letting the process play out and being patient. And we like to look long-term here at Idaho Sports. It's never just what's going on this week or next month, it's what's going to happen in the next five, six, 10 years. And and, and that's how we have to, to have to do business. And so being able to look at the state from up above and loving all of it and saying, you know, what's what's in the best interest for all of it, not just here, not just here not just here. And I get the passion from different parts of the state that, that defend um, their area of the state of, hey, we deserve this, great. I mean, that, that's the passion that we love in high school sports. I mean, if people didn't care, what's the point of doing any of this? Uh, but I think taking a step back and and looking at it a little more logically, uh, a little more uh, in the sense of what's good in the long term for everyone, I think it could go a long way. Um, civility kind of left. Um, left, left the building with Elvis some time ago, and I think we really need to get back to general civility and recognize people have weaknesses. That that associations can have weaknesses, and we go through the process to fix them. I mean that that's just the 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 way that that, that you should do things. And and uh, keyboard warriors and people just you know blowing off on on different you know Facebook groups or email, and it, it doesn't it doesn't help. It never helps. And so, you know, I'd like to see us kind of all calm down uh, and, and get back to what's best for high school sports in general in the state of Idaho. And I think if everybody's on that page, I think it's it's going to get better and better as we get past this pandemic.
0: Yeah, I think tensions have run high because everybody's cooped up inside. We're not able to go out and do the things that we want to do. And like you said, hopefully, I mean, this time last year, there were no high school sports. So we've already made a huge difference improvement from what was going on a year ago so i wasn't sure there'd be an idaho
2: sports this time uh last year when we were looking at things going oh boy uh closing down high school sports that affects Idahosports.com just a tad so yeah i'm, I'm very grateful sports started back up in the uh, in the fall yeah absolutely
0: all right well eagle eye paul kingsbury thanks for joining us here on the Idahosports.com sports.com prepcast All right, Paul Kingsbury there here on the IdahoSports.com PrepCast. Uh, That'll do it for this week's edition of the PrepCast. Thanks for listening. It's brought to you by Steve's Hometown Toyota in Ontario, where for the 18th straight year they've been named Toyota's President's Award winner for outstanding customer service. Don't forget to check out Steve's Hometown Chevrolet, Buick, GMC in Fruitland and Steve's Hometown Motors in Weezer. The Steve's Hometown dealerships, proud to support the hometown student-athletes as sponsor of the PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com. Com. And again, that you know, it was a kind of a serious subject we were talking about this week. You know, typically, um, politics and sports. I like those things to be separate, right? I I watch sports to get away from politics, but sometimes you know, those lanes intersect and you have to talk about this stuff. We want to hear your opinions on this. Do you like this proposed legislation? Are you against it? Feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page or our Twitter account and let us know because that's really the only way we can ever truly be informed of uh, the decision that's being made is, is the more people that give their feedback than the better idea we can have of, well, there's a lot of support or there isn't. So yeah, I would encourage everyone to uh, go uh, comment and let us know what you think about it on our Facebook page or our Twitter account. Uh, And again, thanks for listening to the PrepCast. I'm your host, Brandon Bainey. If you would, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review the PrepCast. Um, That allows us to uh, increase our numbers, gives us better traffic in the algorithms that uh, Apple and Google and Spotify they all use for their uh, podcast uh, metrics so yeah please subscribe to the podcast rate it and review it if you would thank you so much and uh, we'll see you next time here on the IdahoSports.com PrepCast enjoy the weekend everybody